On this Father's Day, I thought we'd begin with uh, wise words from that, that eminent and thoroughly Texan theologian, George Strait, uh, paraphrasing one of his lyrics. Fathers don't just love their children every now and then. It's a love without end. Amen. Different fathers have different parenting styles, of course. Every parent is imperfect, of course. Raising kids is one of life's greatest challenges and greatest blessings, of course. But when my two boys were born, uh, I learned uh, a different kind of love. Um, The word unconditional truly came to life, and I was forever changed, as I think most parents are when their kids are born. In the words of Anne Lamott, there really are places in the heart you don't even know exist until you have a child. Before my wife Whitney and I had kids of our own, the first child in our life was Nick. Uh, Nick is the oldest grandchild on Whitney's side of the family, the, the oldest child of Whitney's oldest brother. He's all grown up now. He's graduated from college. He's begun his career. Uh, but Whitney and I spent many years as an aunt and uncle before we were a mom and dad, and we spent lots of quality time with Nick back when he was the only child in the family. And one day, when he was little, we were hanging out with him, and we were playing a, a guessing game of some sort. And we were several rounds into this game, and it was uh, Nick's turn to come up with something for, for me to guess. And I was either uh, stumped or more likely pretending to be stumped when Nick asked, do you forgive, Uncle Chris? Now, he meant, do you give, like as in give up, but what he actually said struck me as a theologically profound question. Do you forgive, Uncle Chris? And I was in seminary at the time, uh, so my first thought was, well, that's an excellent question, Nicholas. Uh, Let's talk more about that. (laughs) But I figured that my four-year-old nephew was not looking for an existential discussion, so uh, I did, in fact, forgive, and Nick won the game. But among the many reasons that I love kids is that they have this innate ability uh, to raise important questions for us, whether through words or actions, whether intentionally or unintentionally. And Nick's uh, unintentional theological challenge, asked some 20 years ago now, uh, is on my mind as we turn our attention to our subject for today. This is week three of our four-week sermon series, Faith of a Child, in which we're exploring uh, Jesus' challenge to his disciples that's found in Matthew chapter 18, verse 3. He says, unless you change and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. And throughout the month of June, we are uh, talking about what it means then to have the faith of a child. In week one of the series, we talked about uh, how we're created in the image of God, uh, how that should shape the way we think of ourselves and others. Then in week two, we talked about how uh, just as children relate to their parents, so too uh, we find our sense of security in our relationship with God. Today, we're turning to Paul's letter to the Romans to talk about the kind of love that parents have for their children, uh, unconditional love. So this is Romans chapter five. Um, We're gonna be reading the first eight verses, but I'm just gonna cover the first five now and then we'll come back to the rest later. Listen, friends, for the word of God as it is proclaimed by God's servant, the apostle Paul. Therefore, since we are justified by faith, We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have obtained access to this grace in which we stand. And we boast in our hope of sharing the glory of God. And not only that, but we also boast in our sufferings, 
knowing that suffering produces endurance and endurance produces character and character produces hope and hope does not disappoint us because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. There's a a terrific book that I've talked about before called The Spirituality of Imperfection, Storytelling and the Journey to Wholeness. It explores the the theology of imperfection and it's told uh, through the wisdom of the ages as collected from from a vast range of spiritual sources, Christian and Jewish, Muslim and Sufi, Buddhist and Taoist, philosophical and secular. As Christians, we believe that uh, the Holy Spirit moves where it chooses. Jesus says that in the third chapter of John's gospel. And uh, that God can show up and speak to us in unexpected ways. And that's been my experience with the stories in this book. In the chapter on forgiveness and the related concept of unconditional love, there's a story that a rabbi tells about his, his own childhood. He talks about how uh, one day his grandfather held him on his lap and he asked, uh, where is grandpa? And the boy touched his grandfather's nose. No, that's grandpa's nose. Where is grandpa? And so the boy touched his grandfather's beard. No, he said, that's, that's grandpa's beard. Where is grandpa? At which point, the little boy, who grows up to be a rabbi, jumps off his grandfather's lap runs into the next room and he calls out to his grandfather who of course follows him into the room and when he saw him the little boy gleefully pointed and said there's grandpa the faith of a child knows that the trusted adults in their lives show up when they're called they show up when they're needed they they respond A child knows that the trusted adults in their lives are there for them always, and theologically speaking, that's because of the unconditional bond between a child and their parents, or a child and their grandparents, or a child and their great-grandparents. And so it is with us and God. God offers us an unconditional bond, an unconditional connection, unconditional love through Christ, and all we have to do, our part, is to accept that in faith. In the New Testament, there's a a scripture that's essential to our understanding of this unconditional love between us and God. Paul's letter uh, to the Romans is one of the most important documents in Christian history because in it, Paul details several fundamental aspects of what we believe as followers of Christ. And the the fifth chapter in particular talks about what is truly uh, a cornerstone of Christian theology. Paul says that we are justified by faith. And we should be careful to to define those two terms. Justified means that we are put in a right relationship with God, that we are uh, reconciled to God. Paul says that we are standing in grace, surrounded by the unconditional love of God, and that we have access to this grace through our faith in Christ. And, And faith means belief in. It also means trust in. It also means confidence in the same way that a child feels about their parents. And Paul says that relationship which is defined by God's unconditional love for us and our faith in Jesus results in God's love being poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit so that we never have to wonder 
if we're loved. (laughs) We are loved, and we never have to wonder if God is going to show up for us. God already has, God is now, and God always will show up. We never have to wonder uh, if that love is unconditional. It is. We never have to wonder if God's grace is big enough to forgive us no matter what. It is. In healthy homes, that describes the relationship between children and their parents. It's an unconditional bond reflecting unconditional love. To have the faith of a child, then, is to have that kind of relationship with God. You may recognize the name Jim Valvano. He was a a college basketball coach whose uh, North Carolina State team, which was a heavy underdog, won the 1983 uh, NCAA tournament against a dominant Houston Cougars team. Uh, Cancer took his life at the age of 47, and he's remembered for his courage and his optimism in facing his disease. He's been an, an inspirational figure in American sports ever since. There's a foundation in his name that funds cancer research. There's an annual basketball tournament in his name that supports cancer victims and their survivors. Uh, In reflecting on where he got his confidence and uh, optimism, Valvano once said, my father gave me the greatest gift anyone could give another person. He believed in me. The unconditional love of God believes in us as God's children. All right, let's finish the text. Just a few more verses. For while we were still weak, at the right time Christ died for the ungodly. Indeed, rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person some might actually dare to die. But God proves his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Every month in our communion liturgy, we remind us of that very, we remind ourselves of that very verse. Remind ourselves of Christ's sacrifice for us. Parenting uh, is, by definition, a sacrificial endeavor. Every parent knows this. In the words of the, the comedian Jim Gaffigan, raising kids may be, a, it may be a thankless job with ridiculous hours, but at least the pay stinks. <laughs> He uses a more colorful word, I edited it. (laughs) Parenting is one of the biggest challenges and greatest blessings in our lives, but it does require sacrifice, right? And that's that's yet another reason why the metaphor of God as our divine parent is so appropriate. Uh, In that book, Spirituality of Imperfection, there's a story from the Sufi tradition. There was a, a saint who was going on a pilgrimage and he had done all the required work to prepare himself for this pilgrimage. And then the last thing he did, he knelt down, he, he touched his forehead on the ground and he prayed to God. He said, I have only one desire in life, God. Please give me the grace of never offending you again. And when God heard that, uh, God laughed out loud and he replied to the saint, uh, that's what they all ask for, but if I, if I granted everyone that grace, tell me, who would I forgive? <laughs> because God, after all, is in the forgiving business. Now, as United Methodist Christians, we believe that that Christ's sacrifice for us through his death and resurrection actually has two effects. The first is the one that usually comes to mind. It's the forgiveness of our sins. It's mercy and pardon for the mistakes that we make 
in our lives so that there's no need to, to hide from God or run from God or avoid God over a sense of guilt or worse, shame for the things that we've done or left undone. Our faith in Christ uh, gives us access to God's grace because of the unconditional love of God. That's normally what we think of uh, when we think of the meaning of the cross and the empty tomb. But for us United Methodists, there's a second effect as well. And that other effect of Christ's sacrifice is to empower us to choose the good. It changes us. It restores our ability to love God and love neighbor so that we respond to God's unconditional love by getting closer to unconditional love ourselves, both for God and for each other. So it's this, it's this virtuous cycle. God shows unconditional love for us, which empowers us to grow in unconditional love for others. It's not just about the forgiveness of our own sins. Now, throughout our 50th anniversary year, we've been highlighting different, different aspects of what it means to be part of Christ United Methodist Church in particular. And this month, we we're focusing on community, our baptism and our membership in the family of God through our faith in Christ is a gift of the unconditional love of God. It's available to everyone, young and old, long faithful and just learning about Jesus, the uh, most inveterate sinner and the holiest saint. It's available to everyone alike. And because God welcomes us, we welcome each other. We connect with each other and we grow together in our faith. We share the good news with as many people as we can and then as both in individuals and as a congregation, we turn to God as a, as a child turns to their parent with faith and trust in the unconditional love that God offers us. Because in the words of the Apostle Paul, we know that we are justified by faith, standing in the grace of God with the love of God poured into our hearts. So that when Jesus challenges us to have the faith of a child, Part of what he's saying is to trust the unconditional love of God as a child trusts the love of their parents. It's a love that forgives. It's a love that endures. It's a love that builds and nurtures and sustains us, come what may. I love the comparison that actor Matt Damon used to, to talk about parenting. He said, the only way I can describe it what it means to be a father in his case. Uh, it's, like, it's like at the end of How the Grinch Stole Christmas. <laughs> you know how his heart grows like five times? Parenting's like that. Everything's full. Everything's just full all the time. And I, I couldn't agree more. And I'm always a sucker for a Christmas reference, especially in the middle of summer. <laughs> Friends, part of having the faith of a child means knowing, and I mean deeply knowing, deep in our hearts and souls, that God's heart is full of love for us, unconditionally. Amen.